Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Nat Yanides. There were some extraordinary things happening on and off the field today and Triple M Cricket had it all covered. So grab a Cooper's Mild Ale and enjoy your favourite bits from day three at the SCG. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Brad Haddon. It's going to be hard work here today for these English batsmen. I think Australia are going to enjoy bowling on, the, on these wickets. They'll get their length right. And you'd imagine bowling... And Green, I think, will play a big role. We know that skipper Paddy Cummins will as well. But they'll attack the stumps more. They'll get enough of variable bounce. It's all right batting if it's swinging or moving around. But when the ball's going up and down a little bit, that's when it starts to play havoc with your feet. Yeah, I think what these pitchers have done is that really magnify any technical flaw that you've got in your, in, your, in your technique. If you look at someone like even Cameron Green yesterday, he edges one and gets caught at slip. Whatever, I'll say, oh, he's... He's the unlucky one because he edged the ball. Well, the difference was he went hard at the ball. And it, there's a little bit of movement there. We see a similar ball bowl to Usman Khawaja, who goes at it soft hands. And you know, tend to either play and miss, or if you get an edge, it doesn't carry. When you're starting out, you go hard with hard hands. And, that, and that's what you want test cricket to, to be about. You, you want batsmen's techniques challenged with good bowling. And if you're good enough, you, you'll get through that, that tough period. Just watching Nathan Lyon here... Uh, we're talking about technique a lot, and he's also trying to help Zach Crawley with his, his technique there at the moment. He keeps <laughs> wandering in from, from points. So this Australian team's all about helping everyone else, so that's good from Nathan Lyon there. Uh, you were always good at that, weren't you, Hads? You were always offering advice. You were such a lovely, generous man, you. I was, yeah. I was all about developing the world game tub, and, and if I could sometimes <laughs> see something that would help the opposition batters, well... I've always been brought up to share your information, share your knowledge. So, yeah, I, I was always happy to help out where I could. Nathan Lyon's doing a great job that, there now as well. He just wandered into a meet and, and offered him the same advice. Maybe not to play with such slow hands on, on this wicket, he would have said. But the problem is the ball's going up and down. So I'll leave it with you. I'll come back to you in about a minute and a half. Well, I was thinking, was it, was it Suleiman Ben in Perth one year? That you were offering a lot of advice to him. It was, it was so generous of you. I was going to hit him in the bat. I must admit, Tub, uh, you'll take a lot of advice at the crease from a lot of people, but I'm not sure I'm copping Nathan Lyon wandering in telling me how to bat. <laughs> I would have been turning to him saying, listen, <laughs> to bat, yeah. you don't even know which end to hang on to. So bugger off back over there and field. Hey, hey Lino's probably saying to him, mate, you're only as good as the last delivery you faced, and he put Stuart Broad into the member stand. Yeah, yeah, that was it last night, so he's probably he's probably feeling real good about his batting at the moment, Nathan Lyon, I reckon. Jack Heverin, Brad Haddon and Greg Blewett. Let's get a triple M Anaconda stat with E. Yeah, Scott Boland, live test bowling average of just 6.87. His last <laughs> six overs in test cricket, seven for seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to get much better than that. So... Uh... Just like all the, uh, yeah, just like <laughs> when he goes down to fine leg, or and he gets all the applause, just soak it up, yep. soak it up. There's going to be some tough days ahead if he stays in the team. It was like Adam Voges had when he first started. He just made a hundred every time he batted, and after about ten Test matches, he was averaging hundred. I said, "Mate, just hang him up." Yeah. <laughs> and and they realise they go, "Well, how easy is Test cricket? Why haven't I been playing for years?" And you go to your you go to your bedroom, you've nicked two in a row, you're rocking in the corner by yourself. <laughs> they just, yeah. But as you know, it's been outstanding, but this game can turn so quick. Just ask Joe Root.
Leg gully in for green as well. Milan leaves, and that's the 50 up for England. 21 overs bowled, 50 dot balls in a row for England. Triple M Anaconda stats for the loss of three wickets. 50 dot balls in a row. Gee. Well, we've got the best team in the business here at Triple M. We do not miss anything. Especially when it comes to rubbing England's nose in it. <laughs> Eith couldn't have gotten that one out any quicker to us. I've got one, I've got one. <laughs> Green around the wicket, that's 51. Milan leaves again. Look at, I'm looking at Hads on my monitor. I can just see him. He's just feeling really sorry for England at the moment. <laughs> 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 you, you must have looked over my shoulder then. You, you couldn't be looking at me, could you, Bluey? Well, the one thing I can't see over your shoulder has has is Izzy. She's she has absolutely oh, vanished. Come on, Izzy. She doesn't want a part of this. <laughs> oh, she's had a tough first tour of Australia. Jack Heffron, Mark Taylor, and Brad Haddon. Ethan Meldrum with an anaconda stat. England's last ten overs, three for none. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Has Izzy resurfaced yet? Hads? Where is she? I've actually put out a, a search party. We, <laughs> we just had um, the Prime Minister in the, the box next door and he had all his security there. And we actually asked if we could borrow a couple because we haven't seen one of our colleagues for the, <laughs> the last hour and a half. So we're on to it. I'll keep you updated. Well, I'm just doing a little bit of research here on Scott Bowen. I'm trying to work out how we, how we can make him a New South Welshman for the, for the next... Uh, the next, at least the next part of his career. Uh, no, he was born in Victoria. No, I can't even, can't even, can't even grab him there, uh, Jack. So he's, he's fully fledged Victorian, no doubt about it. But I tell you what, he, he must have loved actually coming to the SCG to play because he went down. He, he when he went first went out in the ground there. I noticed him go down to fine leg yesterday, and he got a cheer. And he hadn't even bowled an over, but obviously all the SCG crowd would have watched that Boxing Day test and and saw what he did there, six for seven and man of the match in his first test match and, they, and straight away they've loved him they, they cheered him and I, and I could see I don't know Scott at all but you can see he's a, a reasonably shy sort of guy but even he sort of turned to the crowd and gave them a bit of a wave it, that must be a great feeling for anyone when you represent the country there's our in there Tubby that's how we can get him to be a New South Welshman he's very yeah. very humble oh you are kidding oh, yeah. <laughs> oh please so there's our yeah. in Scott Boland welcome he must he must have been born in the regional areas of Victoria then, surely, eh? There are people listening to Triple M cricket right now, Mark Taylor, in Parkdale, where Scotty Boland's from, which is a very nice part of the world, but not a part of the world that you mess around with either. They no, will be coming for you. Lovely bloke. Outside edge from Stokes and England find their first run in 70 balls. A single to Stokes. They're four for 37. And listen to the crowd. They're going off. There's a single. <laughs> They've lost three for one in the last 75 balls. <laughs> you can have him back now. He's too expensive. Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mildale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Jack Heffron, Mark Taylor and Brad Haddon. So Scotty Boland's now uh, got two for three in his seventh over. Wow, he, he, as you said, he's starting to get very loose, isn't he? Like his last, his last ten balls have gone for two or three runs. So, but a bit of a headache now for Pat Cummins. He's not sure where to go next. He's Don't gonna... drop off. Don't drop off, you two. 
You're right, Tubby. He's got to understand his role in this team, Scotty Bowler. That's every time he bowls, he's got to take a wicket. He set really high standards for himself. <laughs> he's at the moment. Yeah, he's just got a bit expensive. He's got two wickets for three runs <laughs> off his six overs. So one of the things that teams do well is you've got to understand your role. And his role is to get wickets and not go for any runs. So you have to, how do you like to have a talk to him at the end of the over? <laughs> And so far, he's done it very well, hasn't he? Like, oh. Melbourne, he was brilliant. Two for none, two for none here. But if you're going to start throwing runs away, like three runs over the last three overs, well, we've got to start thinking about getting him off. High standards here on Triple M Cricket. Change of commentary at the end of this over. And Hads, we've got good news. The search party went out. We found Izzy. Yeah, we found Izzy. We've had to go right to the top. We had Scott Morris's security team in here, and this is how we do things at Triple M. We don't do things by half. We didn't ask the security on the ground. We went straight to the top, and we found her about 10 k's away um, under a tree, rocking backwards and forwards. But uh, she's back now and ready to call the next session. Good. Good. <laughs> well, what did, you, what did you have to tell her, Pads, that they haven't lost a wicket this half hour, something like that? No, they've just That's hit two it. fours in four balls. <laughs> Again, Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstow not happy with what's going on behind the bowler's arm. They step away. You know what? That's the one constant in no matter what form in the cricket you play. At some day, time during the day's play, someone will walk near the side screen. It can be under 10Bs, A-grade, test cricket. It's the one constant every time you play cricket. The favourite is when mum comes down to watch the cricket or dad comes down to watch the cricket and Junior's driving a red car and doesn't realise what a red car behind the bowler's arm can do to the batsman. <laughs> I can recall my first tour of England, 989. They, they used to have the side screens where, the, where the, some of the members could sit in the side screen. They were, they were actually chairs and benches you know, and in front of the benches were these white boards so you'd have these side screens with little heads poking out up above them so that they had to they obviously told to sit still and obviously not move too much but they didn't always work either I can tell you I remember batting here in the, the Shield game so there's not a great deal of people in the crowd so you didn't have that problem really here but it was, I was batting for three balls the over and the side screen was turned to black it, it was a Shield game so I didn't notice then the keeper and slips noticed and said, oh, can we turn it back? And I, I didn't know what was going on. Guess what happened the first ball they turned it back? You nicked it. I nicked it. <laughs> Mark Howard, Callum Ferguson and Isabel Westbury. Can we just talk once more about the fact that Cam Green, Castle, Ben Stokes and the bales didn't come off? I, I... Uh, yeah, between let's the go three back there, of us, Howie. have you ever seen between the three of us a ball hit the stumps that hard so, the bale not come off? Now and again, you see something shave it, don't yes. you? And the, and the bales wobble a little bit. But there's two things here. First of all, how flush on the stump hit it, and secondly, the bale did not move. No, it, it was incredible. That has hit as hard as I've seen the bale not move like that. I mean, I, I got knocked over last year in a big bash game at Marnica. I remember it. I heard it and and was. Uh, about to take a step towards the dressing room and turned around and the bale was still there. So I thought I must have misheard, uh, misheard something, but no, it definitely hit the stumps. But it didn't deviate like that. You would have barely noticed if you didn't have a stump mic, whereas that that has literally deviated like a nick towards first slip. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like that. 
Still the you, Stokers there. What about you, Iz, in your vast uh, experience of cricket? No, normally I just get bald and that's it. Right. <laughs> well, typically when you hear the well, noise like the that, same. you don't even turn around. You put the grey nick under your arm and you start walking off. One of my favourite, the best photos of me playing cricket yes. is that I've got this lovely cover drive. Yeah. The only problem is the bells are halfway <laughs> up in the air as well. Very windy in the UK, though, when yes, you're playing. Yes. A gus can do that. All right, tune, Izzy. tune in, Izzy and Cal. I'm about to play the audio of the sound effects of that delivery with Stokes. Let's have a listen. Please do. So he has to cut that because obviously I'm talking all around it. But you heard the noise there, Cal, the distinct oh. click. I'll yeah, play, that's I'll play right. it again think... for you in a moment so you can understand exactly what you're hearing. So it's obviously me being clipped off commentary as Stokes gets under a short one. Give it another go there, Leroy. Coach selection position. Oh, he's left it go! Stokes! That's it. Roll it again, Leroy, if you can. That exact clip again. You can hear it clearly. Selection position. Oh, that's a good woody smackies. Yeah. That's about as distinctive, distinctive as it gets. Unbelievable. I think you could tell I was pretty convinced. <laughs> yeah. You went straight into Bill Laurie mode. He's got him! Yeah. Which is good, Fergie. I genuinely thought that's either hit him on the pad. Well, I just thought it hit him on the pad because of the way it deviated and they were appealing. So I, th- I thought, well, I can't have hit the stumps. And his pads were right in front of middle and off. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Oh, I just ascertained, by the way, is he dropped her head below the desk that I, must have bowled him. Well, I didn't know what <laughs> happened next because I just went, oh, I heard the noise and that was it. What are you chuckling at, Izzy? The reaction of Ben Stokes when he watches the replay <laughs> is, if you can find it on social media, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot believe his luck. If I had the choice, is and Cal to have a Cooper's mild R with anyone I'd love to have a chat with um, Jimmy Anderson or Joe Root but just for a couple of quiet Coopers I think Ben Stokes would be my man I was going to say it wouldn't be just one <laughs> no no and that's where I'd struggle because I'd have to go the mild ale and the Stoke would probably power through mm. 10 to my one but I think he'd no, be a good be straight man straight into the sparkling I, straight in the sparkling ale I reckon the real heavy stuff yeah. from Coopers for Stoker I played one season with him at the Melbourne Renegades oh and the Gades yes what was he like, the Stoker? Tell me. I'm a big fan. Right. Good fun. Enjoyed a beer. Um, and he was regularly just a little bit later than most to breakfast the next morning. <laughs> but uh, certainly good fun in the team. Brought plenty to the table on the field and off the field. Uh, the guys got along really well with him. And, um, yeah, he was great. He was a great addition to the side. We had plenty of cowboys with the bat, and he just slotted in nicely. <laughs> I was probably the guy that was just nicking and nudging them around and giving him the strike. And... He played pretty well, too. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. James Brayshaw, Mark Waugh and Brad Haddon. I've got a question for you two, learned gentlemen. I'm looking at Ben Stokes, and we all know he loves the tats, you know, the tough stickers. But I tell you, the, the where I don't understand, Hads, is why you'd get your back tattooed. Because you can't see your own back. Obviously, for someone else to look at, JB, I think he's got on the his on his back their lines and, yes. and a couple of cubs to like it's a, a part of a, a family thing. So right. I, I don't know why you'd get your back tattooed either, JB. Right. Like the rest, right. I get because when you look at in the mirror, you can see what you've had done, but the back doesn't make any sense to me. Have you got any tats, JB? No, no, no. no. Well, I actually have got a couple. 
Oh, hello. I've got one on my ankle, which is the Southern Cross on my, my test number. And I've actually right. got one on the small of my back. What, what's on the small of your back? Oh, none of your business. None of your business. Your just little a tramp little stamp. Just a little message between myself and my wife. She's got one as well. She's. I never had you pegged as a tramp stamper. <laughs> well, I haven't got them all over my body. I'm, I'm going to stop at that. I'm not going to... Mind you, if I get a horse that wins a group one, I might put that on the, somewhere as well, Ooh. the name of the horse. Right. What about you, Heads? Yeah, I've, I've had a moment of madness. I've got my kid's name just uh, on the left-hand side of my chest. No Southern Cross and test number for you? No. Nah. You, you've got to have a tattoo. If you, if you come from Queen Bean, you've got to have a tattoo. <laughs> that is just a prerequisite. Isn't it, Hads? Not on your back. You've got to, you've got to have your tough stickers down there. <laughs> no comment. No, I don't get the back. That makes no sense to me because they're not a comfortable thing to have. And if you have your whole back coloured in, that's got, to, that's got to be months of pain that you then can't aesthetically enjoy. Jack Heverin, Mark Taylor, Shane Watson, and CEO of the Australian Cricket Association, Todd Greenberg. Johnny Bairstow, haunched over with the English medical staff trying to help him through a big-time blow on the right thumb. England 5 for 165, the first ball into Cummins over. Tub, he looks to be a very, very sore boy. A uh, question for Shane Watson. How good is it sometimes sitting in the commentary box when you see that, eh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Gosh, this wicket in particular, there's been some balls that have taken off from uh, just the back of a length, so there's been a lot of fingers hit. Um, and seeing that, goodness me, yeah, I've, yeah, I'm enjoying retirement, <laughs> especially when you see that. You know, as a batsman, you're always um, told and sort of as you grow up, it's told not to show any pain, not to show that you've got hit. But it's hard to when you get hit flush on the bottom hand. You could see Johnny Bairstow shaking his hand immediately after getting hit because that's very nasty. There's not much protection there at all. You've got a you've got a bit of a extra bit of a cup on the inside of your your bottom thumb there to be able to provide a little bit of extra protection. But that's not saving anyone um, when you get hit so viciously from Pat Cummins. What about the commentary curse there? Mark Taylor said about 90 seconds ago how well these two are going. Stokes is out. Yeah. Now the guy's lost the thumb just about. Jeez, you wouldn't want Tubby commentating when you're batting, would you? That's why he's invoiced as well, the largest on Triple M cricket, Todd, because he makes things happen. <laughs> uh, well, that, I, that's what I always do. I'm always working for Australia behind the scenes, you yeah. see. I'm, I'm talking yeah. them up. We've got, we've got Isabella Westbury. She, she's been listening to it all, all summer. Every time she starts to feel comfortable, oh. we start talking England up, and then they lose about four for ten. Isabel Westbury, Callum Ferguson and Greg Blewett. Well, that got him clean in the box, but he did not flinch. Oh. Made so. of stern stuff up north. <laughs> oh, yeah. What can I say? He's a Yorkshireman. He's shown some steel today, hasn't he? And that's another case. I reckon if that hit Joe Root in the same spot, we may not have seen him again for the series. <laughs> Which, ironically, he's also a Yorkshireman, so there goes the theory. Yeah. Debunked. Izzy, I can guarantee you, if it gets you in the wrong spot, I don't care if you're the toughest man in the world, if it just doesn't agree with you, you're gone. Yeah, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Mark Waugh. What about Scotty Boland? Hasn't he gone through some changes of emotions? He's 
Ricketts and man of the matches and two for none here in Sydney. Now he's off for a scan. He's he's done it all in a test and a half. Just needs a test match 50 or something. Yeah, I think it was that knee, right knee, when he fell on the pitch. I think that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, but he looked like he was moving quite well then when he, he walked back to the, to the dressing room. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was his knee or, or, or did he put his elbow his into his side or something like that. I, he fell sort of awkwardly, but it didn't look that bad. It was either his knee, his elbow, or his hip, one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> General Saunders, mate. Could... <laughs> it was that uh, big Carl Rackerman, wasn't it? General Saunders, what he told Alan Border, I'm not coming back on the field. <laughs> Just tell the skipper I've got General Saunders. Yeah. No, I think, was that Rodney Hogg to Kim Hughes, I think, as well? <laughs> I think it was also Roger Binney, otherwise known as Rubbish. Wasn't it, who um, missed the game with General Saunders? No, I, actually, I think it was... It was Who was the one who told... It might have been Carl Rackham who told AB that he was dead. <laughs> Defended by best. <laughs> no run. <laughs> I think it was, I, I, it was. It was up at the Gabba, right? and I think Big Carl, or Mocker as he was nicknamed, was off the ground. And... Um, AB hadn't realised he'd gone off the ground and then turned and saw the 12th man was fielded. And he said, Where, who are you on for? He said, oh, Big Mocker. And he said, well, you go off and grab Big Mocker and tell him to come back on. So whoever it was raced off and, and grabbed Big Carl in the change rooms and said, mate, you've got to go back out. And he said, you tell Alan Border that I've passed away. <laughs> well, that's a good excuse. So, good excuse. So he went back out there and said, by the way, uh, Carl has passed away. <laughs> I don't think AB would have been too responsive. <laughs> no, he didn't quite see the joke, AB, I don't think. <laughs> well, it's tough to play cricket if you're dead. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll put an end to your day. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.